This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us the last few weeks, you know that we're talking about the appointed times of the Lord. We are in the midst of the fall feasts. And this week we're talking about the seventh and final feast or appointed time of the Lord. It is called the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Ingathering, the Feast of Booths. We talked about it yesterday, that it's the a very significant time because seven in Hebrew means fullness. And this is the, the fullness of the feast comes about as we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's a very important feast. It's a time to commemorate and look back of the goodness and the mercy of the Lord as he took our people through 40 years in the wilderness. But Junie, what's wonderful about this feast, it's a prophetic feast that is yet to be fulfilled when Jesus returns because the Feast of Tabernacles will be celebrated by all nations and God calls all nations to come up to Jerusalem in the millennial reign to worship and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. It's also the time of the redemption of the harvest and the ingathering of all the peoples. And we talked about the booths or the sukkahs that were built uh, for those seven days where our people ate their meals of the harvest that was brought in in the ingathering. It's a time of rejoicing. It's a time of joy. And it's a time, Shelley, when um, the Lord will return in the prophetic meaning. Yes, But Lord. for today, we're looking forward to that day and believing that it will happen. And that's why it's such a prophetic feast for our Jewish people. Amen. So the Feast of Tabernacles is for all believers, and it really presents a prophetic picture of what is yet to come. Just as Junie just said, it was a celebration of the ingathering of the crops. But in the future, it's going to be a great ingathering, a great harvest of souls, a great ingathering. And during this feast, the priests performed daily rites. We need to point out before we talk about what he did, is that generally speaking, the church even today regards Israel as a mere type and shadow of the church which in many ways it is, but we want to emphasize the fact that Israel is so much more than that. They have a destiny all their own, and these appointed times of the Lord speak of that, and they will fulfill their destiny. 
which is their divine call of God. And when they do, the entire world will be affected. Hallelujah. And not only will the entire world be affected, but really it will be the glory of God. Yes. Because when Jesus came, he came to fulfill what was written about him. And the Feast of Tabernacles, or the the time of the harvest, or the, the Feast of the Ingathering, will be the return of the Lord, which is something that he will rejoice over. Amen. Now, during the feast days, the priest would go to the pool of Siloam and draw water into a gold pitcher, and each day as he returned to the temple, Junie, in the midst of sheer joy and shouting, all the people would sing praises to the Lord. And we find, Shelley, in Isaiah chapter 12, verses, I'd like to go one through four, um, then... You will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. And here it is, Shelley. Therefore, you will joyously draw water, from the springs or the wells of salvation. Verse 4, And in that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, make them remember that his name is exalted. And you know, Shelley, you and I as Jews know that his name is Yeshua, his name is Jesus. And you know, salvation in Hebrew Yasha, Yeshua, means uh, Jesus, or is Jesus' name in Greek uh, is um, salvation in Hebrew, Yeshua. And so here uh, in verse 2 it says, For the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation, my Jesus, my Yeshua. So Israel in that day will know that salvation is Jesus, is Yeshua, that Amen. he is the Lord God of Israel. So the priest, as we said before, went down to the pool of Siloam. And we want to just take a little side trip with you by looking at John chapter 9, because we really feel there's revelation in this. Okay? Chapter 9 in the book of John. And as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? Jesus answered, It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was in order that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. As long as it is day, night is coming, when no man can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, and applied the clay to his eyes, and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. And so he went away and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and those who previously saw him as a beggar, were saying, Is not this the one who used to sit and beg? Others were saying, This is he. And still others were saying, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the one. 
Therefore they were saying to him, How then were your eyes opened? He answered, The man who is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went away and washed and I received sight. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. Junie, this is a very interesting portion of scripture as we're talking about the priest going to the pool of Siloam to take water. It's very interesting because I think that this man born blind is really a picture of Israel itself because we know that for the most part, except for the born-again believers, which are greater now than any time in history, Israel is blind to the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. So we see, and I think most Jews will say what this man said, this man, in other words, this man called Jesus, but there's nothing personal about it. There's nothing intimate. He acknowledged him as a man. But when we read further on, and if you're with us, follow it in your Bible. In verse 11, he called him the man. Now go with us to verse 17. Because they were arguing, the Pharisees were arguing with him. How could, he have, how could this man have done it? But when we read in verse 17, we see, They said, therefore, to the blind man, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, he is a prophet. And you know, Junie, I think we both agree that now that the name of Jesus has been preached so much and uh, we see that there's a recognition. In fact, many Jewish scholars will acknowledge Jesus as a prophet. But of course, if you consider him just as a prophet, you've missed the essence of who he is. Okay, let's follow it one step forward. And I pray you get the burden to pray that if John, if this blind man, born blind, could be a picture of Israel, I pray you would start praying accordingly. Let's start at verse 35. Jesus heard that they had put him out. In other words, he and his family were put out of the synagogue because the man was, who was born blind was healed by this man, Jesus. He said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And the formerly blind man said, He answered and said, And who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking with you. Verse 38, And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Junie, what an encouragement if we could see this man who was born blind, call him first a man, then called him a prophet, and then he knew that he was Lord. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And you know, Junie, this is what is going to happen with our people at the very end of this age. And you know, Shelley, there was another man who saw God himself as man, and that was Jacob, when he was wrestling. Really? It says that he was wrestling with a man, and then he saw him as an angel, but he ended up saying, I have seen my God face to face, and my life is preserved. So there really is something prophetic here for Israel to come and see Jesus but also for each one of us as individuals that we would wrestle with God and come to know him as the living God, as a personal uh, Lord and Savior. And just as um, we read in Isaiah chapter 12, Behold, 
God has become my salvation, yes, my Yeshua, my Jesus. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my Hallelujah. salvation, yes, my Lord. Yeshua, my Jesus. So it's an individual knowledge, and the feast of ingathering, the Feast of Tabernacles, Israel, our Jewish people, will know as a nation that he is God. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to pray for any Jewish person that might be listening to this program. And I pray as he is aware that we are in the week of the Feast of Tabernacles, that you would provide revelation knowledge to him or her to let him see, let that, let his eyes be open, open up the eyes of his understanding that they might see Jesus and no longer acknowledge him just as a prophet, but they would bow the knee and call him Lord. And Father, I pray as Jesus sent that man to the waters of Siloam, that the water of life yes, would touch Lord. our people. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that you would move, Open up their deliver, eyes. and yes. save a remnant, Lord, in this hour, in this day, in, in this age, Lord. Open up the eyes of our people, Lord, men, women, and children. Let them come to see you, yes, Yeshua, as it. God, Hallelujah. as Lord of our people. In this day and age, my God, for salvation in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.